0: the touch of your lips dear but much more for the touch of your whips dear you can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango tonight on the show once again super happy to have the amazing, the wonderful Zach Schaefer from Two Dollar Late Fee. Welcome, Zach.
1: I'm so happy to be here in the virtual world of Zoom and podcasting with you. It's an honor to be back on your show. Oh my gosh, Aaron, you're the best. You're the best.
0: You're so sweet. I really I give you
1: copious that. shout outs all the time. I well, you know, um, and I love it. After dark, Two Dollar Late Fee.
0: I do. I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy. It ma- it makes Hillary and I happy when anybody. You know, like likes the show, uh, comments on the show. We're just we somebody somebody created a a letterbox for us, which is wow. crazy. Oh yeah, I don't even know. What do. <laughs> I think it's a a review site or something.
1: It is. I don't have time for re- for letterbox. Corey on podcasting after dark is all over letterbox. Really, he's constantly okay. posting.
0: Um. So tonight on the show, we are talking about the Michael Crichton classic. In my opinion, and mine too runaway 1984 is runaway which is funny because it's set in 1991 if you do the math on it because Tom Selleck is supposed to be 35 and he was born in 57 which means that the movie actually takes place in 91 um which is interesting because none of the things that you see in this movie were actually prevalent in 91 (laughs) so we had a long way to go
1: they are now prevalent in 2023, which is Holy really wow. weird. And the fact that we are in 2023, I was talking to my son this morning about this, about how um, when I was his age and the content that I watched when I was his age versus what kids watch now or what scares me, what scared me then versus what scares me now, because spoiler alert, this scared me a lot when I saw oh, it yeah. back in 1984. Um And you think about, I think when I was a kid, there's no way I envisioned what 2023 was going to look like. And here we are in 2023 with a movie that's set 35 years into the future or whatever, you know, uh, whatever it is. And um, 1991, (laughs) it's a trip because a lot of the things they do in this are, well, they're totally prevalent today and relevant.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I just used the self checkout for the very first time yesterday wow, really? and I thought about runaway because I am one of those people that, especially if I'm going to like a mom and pop grocer and they have self checkout, I'm very yeah. adamant about not using it. I'm very yeah. much like, no, no, these people are being paid to help, and you know if i'm if I'm using this self checkout, I'm taking it away from these people. and what's interesting is my mother true story, my mother will look at the self-checkout and whoever's manning the self-checkout and she will say, that is disgusting. That is disgusting. You are taking jobs away from people who need them and then she'll just walk away.
1: Will the self-checkout go, thank you,
0: thank you, (laughs) thank you. So this, uh, this movie's very timely.
1: It is, it is. I saw this movie when it came out in the theater with my mom Oh. Um, which now to realize I was seven or eight years old at the time, I, I had night terrors because of this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I it watch the, it now. It the Acid
0: with- Spiders?
1: Oh my gosh! It was that. It was really uh, most of it was just Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, looking at just me.
0: Gene Simmons being Gene Simmons. It's it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because that's how he got this job. Was Michael Crichton had him stare at him without making facial expressions, just stare at him for a full amount of time, and was like, "That's it, you're hired, sir." It had nothing wow. to do with kiss. It had nothing to do with anything else. He just basically looks sinister, so he hired him to be sinister.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I I saw. I'm a huge Kiss fan. Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually seen Kiss probably more times in concert than any other band. Uh, wow! My first band I was in was a Kiss cover band, and nice. so we we did not wear makeup. Um, <laughs> and I met Kiss in 1994 at the Kiss convention because Kiss used to, Kiss used to do Kiss conventions. No kidding. Where it was an eight hour long. Show a day, and at the last two hours of the day, Kiss would show up and play two hours of acoustic music. You could literally oh. just yell out a song, and they play it if they remember it. Oh,
0: that's it's very beautiful. cool! Wow. Yeah, and at the time,
1: it was uh, Gene and Paul, and then Bruce Kulick, who played in um, Michael Bolton's band in the '80s. Michael Bolton was a rocker. If you don't know yes. Michael Bolton's early stuff, check it out.
0: Everybody's crazy.
1: Everybody's crazy. It's such a fool's
0: game.
1: That's a great song too. <laughs> uh i remember shaking my booty to that not that long ago but um and then brian uh, eric singer not brian singer eric singer eric singer as uh, a drummer and he's actually the current drummer again for kiss under the makeup as the cat man which is a whole other discussion but oh, yeah. um but the kiss was there they do two hours of this stuff and um uh my buddy was a diehard kiss fan he's got kiss tattooed on him and He's obsessed. Uh, that wow. was how I. At at his wedding, we performed a song called "Forever" by Kiss.
0: Oh, yes, I do know "Forever."
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, and so that was way back when. Anyways, I uh, Kiss did the Kiss conventions. Uh, you line up at the end to get autographs from Kiss, and my buddy Ray, he's got a camera. And he's like, you got to get a picture of me and Jean Gene, because Jean's his all time favorite, you know. Mm. And Jean uh, stands up next to him, puts his arm around Ray. I go to take the picture, and it doesn't work. And Jean looks at Ray and goes, "I think you should fire that guy." <laughs> and I'm like, I-, I don't know what's happening. It didn't work. Didn't work. We had to go. Right. We go oh. outside. Ray's like, I don't know why it didn't.
0: Oh, and it worked. No.
1: Flash forward. 20 some odd years later, I'm teaching at the school in Los Angeles and Gene came to my school of rock performance with my kids and because his nephews were in the school of rock that I did and uh, Gene comes up to me at the end of the show and he says, I want to tell you, you did a really great job with those kids, Uh, I'm proud of you, would you like to get a picture with me? And I'm like, yeah, I would love to. And then I told him the whole story, he's like, you you send this to your friend and say, look, this is why we have digital cameras now or something like that. (laughs) Anyways, nothing but a night, nothing but a sweetheart of a man at the t- when I met him. So I've heard, super creepy, super creepy. Yeah, and, I've uh, I've
0: heard a combination. Exactly, I've I've heard that he's very fan centric, and yes. he's very good with his fans. But I mean, if we had to do an entire, we'd have to do an entire episode on the amount of men that are of that age period and yeah. group that were. Somewhat inappropriate with women back in the day, and he landed himself Shannon Tweed, which I mean, she's gorgeous, yep. and she's still gorgeous. So,
1: yep, and she was really nice to me too, and her her sister Aww. Tracy is really sweet. And, um, huh. anyways, I have nothing but positive things from my perspective. Wonderful. But if Paul Stanley was in this, he would have been the hero because I love Paul Stanley. Yep. I I mean, look, I'm a I'm an unabashed Paul Stanley fan. So, uh, beautiful. You know, I'll I'll die on that sword any day of. Defending the honor of Paul Stanley.
0: I gotcha. All right, so Runaway was shot Sorry, for away. eight. No, it's totally fine. Runaway was shot for eight million dollars. Okay? Wow, which is insane. Budget eight million. It made six million. So,
1: so it was it a bomb.
0: Yes, it didn't even make its budget back. Wow. So, um, let's talk about one. Of, some of the things that that encompassed this eight million dollars. Um, So we have Tom Selleck, you know, fresh. Either he is in Magnum P.I. at this time period or he's fresh off of it. So this is Uh, he's still
1: in it. Yeah, I think it ran in it. eighty six. I feel like it did. Right.
0: So he's he's huge. He comes in as Ramsey, the um, basically like afraid of heights cop in this futuristic world who gets to dress up like an extra from Tron. Um, you know, and, and then, uh, his partner is played by Cynthia Rhodes, who I had a huge crush on back in the day. Same. Um, I mean, Same. I love her. I absolutely love her. I loved her. And this is Karen Thompson. I love her in Dirty Dancing as Penny. And she's in Staying Alive also. And I love the fact that she was married to Richard Marx for like an incredibly long time. She like, was,
1: and she was, and mm-hmm. she sang the song "Room to Move" and, and "Emotion." If you yes. know that song, that's a great yes. song.
0: And she sang that. Yeah, she's and
1: amazing. She is amazing.
0: Really, really, just cool woman. And I, I also have mad respect for Richard Marks because I read his autobiography at least twice, and wow. he does not speak ill ill of his ex wife.
1: I don't. I, you know, you're uh, speaking about social media and saying how. You know if, if there's anything positive on twitter it's his twitter feed his twitter he's, feed uh, he's got some juicy content on there he's a mm-hmm. good guy he seems like a good guy
0: he is he is very much a good guy i've seen him in concert once and he's amazing and he oh performs... yeah we talked about this
1: when we yeah. first met we talked about this yeah
0: because it's like a comedy show that he does basically yeah. and and then he does his songs and in jokes about how most of the people in this audience aren't old enough to remember any of that
1: that's funny Just, I'd like to see him in a room with Jeff Probst from Survivor I think those two like look very similar
0: they do look very similar I wonder yeah. if they're both vegans I don't know if Jeff Probst is but I know that I, I know that Richard Marks and um and uh Daisy Fuentes yeah like that's a recent thing that they did um became like pretty into vegans um and right vegan on. cooking and stuff so I was wondering about that I was like oh that's but yeah, Jeff Probst and uh, yes, Richard Marks switched it birth. Yes. They so I, I
1: had a, a mark out moment when uh mark out moment because I uh, I'm a huge vertical horizon fan and oh, they, they yeah. from the lead singer of vertical horizon and Richard Marks did. They Besties. toured for a while. Yeah. They're like best buds. And yes, I think they toured uh, like did an acoustic tour mm-hmm. their music. Oh, my gosh. That was oh, epic.
0: yeah. It's, they're cool. Yeah. His live album. Um, Richard Marx's live album, where he has him. It's like him. It's Matt Skin, Skindell, Skin, Skindel? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Hugh Jackman, and um, other really? people. Yes, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. say, but yes, Hugh Jackman. Um guesting vocaling and it was like i think it was called like an evening with richard marks or whatever
1: oh cool i'll have to check that out nice
0: but really cool and it comes with like a dvd so you can watch it you know what like- I, I know just
1: watch them and i can listen to them man it's, it's like
0: wild oh my god oh uh, um, i love me some richard marks so cynthia, got- uh, cynthia rhodes yeah, cynthia
1: is rhodes. like she she i know we're, we're, we're we'll get obviously more into the movie in a minute but uh her Something about her when I saw this movie in 84 and my parents divorced when I was like, I want to say three or four years old. My dad, and I've talked about this on other uh, other shows, uh, he looked like Dabney Coleman in um, Cloak and Dagger. Oh. But he also kind of looked like Tom Selleck in Runaway because my dad had a mustache, mustache, short hair. And I think I associated every guy with a mustache and short hair as my dad. When I saw as him your dad. Screen. And I yeah. idolized my dad. You know, my dad was my hero. In some ways, he still is. And, um, and, and he was single, you know, and then the kid I totally related to, we'll get to him in a second, but, uh, but, but, you know, I was like, is my dad gonna meet a girl, a woman like that, like Karen? <laughs> Karen. And, spoiler alert, he did not, but, um, <laughs> it's all good. But, but I loved her, like, genuine, she has such a genuineness that you don't see. Yes. This is something about the, there's some, so many qualities about this film that you don't, you can't get anymore. No. You know, the, the looks, the subtle looks, the banter that people have back and forth. It feels so authentic and so real. And it doesn't, like, you can't get that in 2023. I'm sorry. It just looks too polished. This is nope. like, there's something unique about this film, this time period, this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, It just, this film is, highly underrated in my opinion anybody who has something negative to say about it doesn't appreciate the the nostalgic quality of it
0: exactly the police station has this very like walk and talk look to it like Uh, when you're going through it it has this very it does it has a very much like um like i'm watching hill street blues or something totally
1: (laughs) and like you you, like you're in the middle yeah, it feels like you're a fly on the wall. You know, now they do the thing where the, the camera's moving around. And it, right. like NYPD Blue, I think, was one of the first people to, shows to do that. Where you're like, oh, is this reality TV I'm watching? You don't need to do that to mm-hmm. capture realism. And this is a movie where I feel like you, you, you get that vibe.
0: You absolutely get that vibe. And like even the police chief, I will call him, G.W. Bailey, Oh. Um, who I love, and I mean, he's part of one of my favorite horror films, um, which is Warning Sign from the eighties. Yep. I just I love him in that, and I love him in Police movie, Academy, and I Underrated. love him in Mannequin, and mm-hmm. you know, he's one of those great actors. And he was even on Saint Elsewhere, and I found that out. We were watching Saint Elsewhere, and I was like, G W Bailey, like, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: he's got a way of talking in this. I don't yeah. know what.
0: Me. Like yeah. he's got
1: this kind of cadence with the way he speaks. He's, it's different from obviously Police Academy and the way yeah. he was in that. It's you a know. little
0: different here. It is a little different. So you have him, and then of course we have Gene Simmons as uh as as Luther. You know this diabolical robot engineer guy um, who's just wants to like control the world, basically uh, one small robot and computer chip at a time. And then right. we've got his girlfriend, who's played by Kirstie Alley. And this is like Kirstie Alley at her most Kirstie alley You so know, great. she's got the big hair, the shoulder pads, the high heels, the black leather pocketbook. Like, she, she's got it going on as Jackie, who's like strangely drawn to him. And you can't understand it because Jackie seems very confident and self-assured until it comes to Luther, like until it comes yeah. to the Gene Simmons character. And then she's just like terrified, you know, and, and you, she can tell that she's under, she's under his control basically uh, using these creepy, weird robots that have, you know, been designed to like keep everybody in line in that building and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. She's, I- she's, tr- she's fantastic. Uh, I think a lot of people, if they, don't think about her from cheers they think about her roles in the 90s right like in what was it house guest or not house sitter or, oh oh something.
0: no uh, in madhouse in
1: madhouse right madhouse house guest was fabulous the movie oh my god yeah.
0: madhouse is one of the most like underrated silly over the top john Lloyd Riquette helmed uh movies i absolutely love it it's yeah just, me too it's a total it was totally like a bomb at the box office but oh I, yeah
1: I mean, I I went and saw it in the theater when it came out, at like, matinee, and my buddy and I were like, that was good. But, yeah. there. Uh, But she did a movie called Shoot to Kill with Sidney Poitier and Tom Mm Berenger. And if you guys have never seen Shoot to Kill, Mm -hmm. I can't say, I can't describe who the cast is because it'll give away who the villain is, but you have to see this movie. It's a thriller. Uh, It's an adventure movie. And she plays Tom Berenger's, uh girlfriend in that. And so good. She's so good in it. The film is great. The film is great. Um,
0: I have to check that out. Now, okay, question. The other Gene Simmons movie that I've never seen that I know that he was hired for based on this movie is Is It Wanted Dead or Alive?
1: Yep. And I was just talking about that movie last week with Rucker Hauer. Um, uh, Oh gosh, Ben Vereen, I think, is in it. Ooh, um, nice. and it, it's a it's a movie loosely based on the Steve McQueen television series back in the day, "Wanted Dead or Alive." Okay, um, it, it's so good to me. It's like. Uh, what I envisioned elements of the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren should have been, but with Rucker Hauer instead. And mm-hmm. um, I love that movie. And Gene Simmons is diabolical in that too. Of course, he was in Never Too Young to Die. People, when people go, "Oh yeah, Gene Simmons was an actor, man." He was in, yeah, he played. He was in Drag and Never Too Young to Die. I'm like, yeah, but he was. He's also done other stuff that, too. Yeah, but he's so good in this, and he's so good in Wanted Dead or Alive. Is another underrated gem. Put mm. that on your list. Put shoot to kill and wanted dead or alive on your list.
0: I will have to put those on my list. Yes, it's amazing. That list, that Excel spreadsheet grows, you know, bigger and bigger every time I talk to a guest. So right. I get it. Well, come like,
1: oh. on. You, you and I are like, uh, you know, brother and sister from another mister. So, you know, you can trust me when it comes.
0: Absolutely. To- absolutely. I absolutely trust you on that.
1: Oh, oh, my goodness. So, Joey Kramer, Joey Kramer, a.k.a. Bobby. Uh, I know him from flight of the navigator bingo
0: yes that's the only thing i know him from right? that's why i asked. I did I not see... i've
1: never i never
0: like is he in anything else
1: well did you ever see clan of the cave bear i never saw that movie
0: um i saw it but i was way too young to be watching it and i think it was one of those movies that they showed us in class Like they didn't know that Daryl Hannah was gonna get you know raped several times. They were just like, "Oh no, this is fine. It's historical." Um, and so that's the only thing I remember about *Clan of the Cave Bear*. Daryl Hannah, you know the bent over, yes.
1: (laughs) And that movie, *Clan of the Cave Bear*, stars Curtis Armstrong, aka Booger, (gasps) no James Remar, aka Ajax from *The Warriors*. Thomas G. Waits, aka Windows, from the Warriors. Oh uh, my God! Pamela Reed from Kindergarten Cop. Okay. I mean, yep. It's got like uh, a phenomenal cast, and Joey Kramer. Oh, and Nicole Egert. uh, Egert is in as well.
0: Holy shit! She must have been what ten?
1: Yeah, because this movie came in nineteen eighty-six.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: She's wow. probably 10 at the time. Anyways, Joey Kramer, little Canadian Joey Kramer with his little Canadian accent because of his show in yes, Vancouver. Yes,
0: it's, it's Bobby. funny you bring that up because I, when I'm watching this movie, I was trying to determine where they filmed it, you know, and I'm watching yeah. it and then I realize that it's Vancouver. It's British Columbia. Yeah. And Except for the cornfield scene, which is actually shot in uh, upst- Washington State, basically. Okay. Uh, but everything else is total... Vancouver based. Um, and Michael Crichton said that like filming in Vancouver was a dream because they were just the nicest people as as you would expect Canadians. Yeah, shocker. Be. I know just the nicest people and very uh, welcoming and very open to having people film there, which was a big deal because when you know, when you're going to shoot in a city um, or in a totally different province, as it were. Um, yes. Nice. You're basically bringing like you're stopping traffic and you're bringing in, you know, all of these elements and stuff. Right. So you it's good to have some people who are like, yes, we're happy you're here. You know,
1: I love Vancouver. I, I've been up there um a few times and
0: oh, I want to go so beautiful. bad. Oh,
1: you should go. You would it's
0: love it. F- trust me.
1: It's just one of those places that I, I like my type of traveling involves wearing kind of cool clothes that maybe are like not the most uh like uh comfortable but they look cool you know (laughs) and and so you know like my idea of comfort now is sweatpants and a t-shirt right and um but but like wearing cool jeans and cool boots and a cool jacket and like walking around vancouver and there's like just enough rain to get you like like moisture in the air but not too much rain
0: too much rain and, right
1: i just vancouver is cool the yeah the people are cool there the vibe of this film has a los angeles vibe even though it's it vancouver. does yeah,
0: but it's it really not does it. it's so no. strange when i saw that like really sleazy hotel where they go i yeah. was like where the fuck is that that, is that the roosevelt that looks i was like that looks very la like that looks very vice squattish.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and we'll we'll get to some of the 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 uh, the guests in that hotel in a minute because oh one of them in right? particular she's a she's a she's a, has a connection to uh, TV obscura.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So the um when we when we open on the movie, they are trying to like first of all, Ramsey has to meet his new partner, which is Karen Thompson, and she's beautiful she's wearing like a full-on you know she's she's not she's not really dressed like a cop quote quote you know right she's um she's more dressed like a kindergarten teacher yeah <laughs> but an adorable awesome mm-hmm. and eager to learn kindergarten teacher so she that's how
1: i dressed right when so she's, i was a kindergarten teacher
0: and in tom Selleck's very um he's very deadpan in this. It's very strange because there's only one moment where he really acts like, I would say, slightly inappropriately, um, but it's way later, right? Like this moment. Jackie. Yeah. Oh, the Jackie, mode, oh, dude. I mean, I was like, did he really just say that? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. yeah. I guess like, because it's 1984.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> men men could do whatever they wanted.
0: Do whatever they could say, whatever they wanted. It's just right. like, ugh. so, So they they get the call that they've got a runaway. And a runaway is defined as basically a robot that has gone into a manic spin and is out of control and is not doing what it needs to be doing. And it's also causing danger uh, to other people. And this particular runaway happens to be in the middle of like a cornfield where it's just it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And the farmers or whatever cornfield people are just like, I'm not touching it. Like we got to call somebody to come in. And that's basically what Ramsey is, is he's like the guy that you call when the robots have gone crazy.
1: The guy that you call when the robots have gone crazy. Ramsey.
0: Ramsey. So he gets to go out there and, and fix the problem. Right. And, uh, when he gets back and his, uh, buddy played by Stan Shaw, and I know from Monster I know Squad, him by the way. From everything. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking of saying Monster Squad. Um, he's, you know, cutting open the robot to kind of see like what what went wrong, right? You know? He's and, great. Which is great. I love him too. He's yeah. I wish he was in all movies because he's a great actor. Uh he so he's like trying to figure it out and they find out that there are computer chips in there that are not that they're that that are not kosher. Mm -hmm.
1: they're not kosher chips
0: they're not kosher chips right and then we find out as we go to a construction site where yet another runaway robot has gone crazy and they're just stacking they're just stacking things and they're throwing aren't they throwing them off the building
1: yeah yes
0: they're they're throwing like very heavy um satchels of what looks like flour. It's not. It's probably like cement or something cement. off of this yeah. building. Yeah. And Tom Selleck's like, screw that, I'm not going up there. He's like, I and this is where we learn that he's afraid of heights. Right. You know, and he's like, I'm not going up there. And Thompson's like, I'll do it. Cause she's cool. Yeah. Like she she's she has eager. She's eager. She's cool. You know? And then uh, later that night, they get a call that uh, <clears throat> that basically a nanny robot has gone ape and has killed a family and has hell is holding a baby hostage at a house. Horrible. And Tom Selleck comes in, like I said, dressed like an extra from Tron, ready to go. He's fighting off camera, people, because the news wants to literally go in with him.
1: Yeah, the news is on us 24-7. Everything's monitored. Everything's taped. Kind of like now.
0: Yeah, it's very strange because it's, it's when we were watching Looker, I was surprised at the fact that some of the characters didn't know that all of these models had been murdered, right? And my mother is explaining to me, she's like, the news was only on twice.
1: Yeah, um, only on
0: uh, in the morning and at night. I think that's it.
1: I was just talking about the Challenger explosion in 1986. Mm. And um, CNN was the only network that was covering it like 24-7. Four seven. Uh, and CNN had just come out. But most people did not, a lot of people did not have that channel. All you had was your network news, which was at 5 and 11. Now it's at five, seven, nine, eleven. You know, now it's at it was like five. You either caught it at five o'clock news or you caught Brother it at on seven the nines. Yeah. <laughs> and I only know about five o'clock news because as a kid, I came home and then at five o'clock I was like, oh, oh man, all there is to watch is the news now. And that's when I play with my toys.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: So yeah. If you didn't know about it, but but set in runaway, everything's monitored. Everything's Everything. monitored.
0: Yep. So Ramsey enters this house, and he's trying to. He there is a there is a robot there that has knifed a mother, and is there another? Help me with this.
1: Well, Johnson uh, Johnson, played by Chris Mulkey, Chris Mulkey, um, uh, from from Dreamscape, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's he's the father, right? So he's right. uh He ooh. and yeah, hasn't
0: been hurt yet.
1: Mm -hmm. But his, but his, his child is, is potentially going to be destroyed by this robot.
0: His robots already killed the wife, right? The robots already stabbed the wife to death. The robot has a gun, by the way.
1: Yeah. And it's just waving
0: in a wrestling. (laughs) Like, like with its robotic arm, just, just, you know, just robot. Yeah. Tweaky is tweaking. Tweaky, tweaking. And then. So Ramsey enters the house and he's trying to negotiate with the robot to try because he knows he's got to take this fucking robot down. Yep. And the news guy, the the news like videographer, Cameraman. right? Yeah. The camera guy follows him in, and then we are all shocked and amazed when the when the camera guy gets shot.
1: The game. <laughs> shocker,
0: dead. <laughs> no questions. Just and there's death. no
1: fanfare for him, too. He's just gone. No. Nope. Like, oh, well, that's, well, it's just a cameraman.
0: He was like, that's it. He's just, that's it. That's, you know, the price of doing business, so to speak. Right. So, so Selig comes out with the baby because he's amazing and rescues the baby. And they're looking around for Chris Mulkey because they're like, you well, know, where's the father? And they're like, to no. go. Like, they're
1: no. like, he, he left.
0: Left. Right? So that
1: child is now going to probably be put in an orphanage.
0: Exactly. Because this was the 80s. So. This was the 80s. There it's were like, no yes. foster.
1: I mean, of course, there were foster care systems, but you right. know, I'm joking, sort of <laughs> like he will be an orphan and he will turn into Dexter.
0: So so there's something like, you know, that's just so odd. Like the father just took off. Right. Yep. And uh, don't put so- me on camera. Don't put me on camera. Put me on camera. Don't, don't put me, bu- me on camera. Can't see my face. Right. Mm. And uh, so we're we're kind of like, wow, what kind of weird conspiracy is going on here that he doesn't want to be on camera. Right. And um, the next day we see this office building where he works and he's got he's basically packing up his stuff like he's got his, you know, um, briefcase, you know, full of stuff.
1: The Nest. The doorbell ringing uh, answering service, which is now Nest. Right. Which is right. Most people have.
0: And that's
1: when uh, Luther shows up on Acme, Acme repair for your robot or whatever. Luther shows up, right? Luther.
0: like, Acme robot repair. And he's on the, yeah, he's on the ring cam, right? And that's when we see that. Exactly. Like, he was, he basically infiltrated the house and figured out a way to make the nanny robot go berserk. And, right and then uh right. chris mulkey talks to is talking to uh luther and says you know i need to get paid for the work i've yeah. done for you which is the templates that was the work he did was the templates correct
1: so um so the other guy the other scientist that it, that johnson's working with he wants to get paid oh, and, that guy johnson, yeah johnson see, I don't skipped even... town
0: who is? Yeah, I was gonna say Johnson skipped Town. So this guy, this poor guy, a whole bunch who, of
1: white dudes. It's all good. Yeah,
0: white guy. I know. I, I'm nondescript white <laughs> male. <laughs> who wants to get paid because he's the one who invent. He's the one who created the templates with Johnson. And uh, Gene Simmons is like, yeah, absolutely, sure. It's in this. It's in this briefcase. And then he opens up the briefcase, right. and out comes spilling these. Acid-spinning spider-bots. Yes. And it's like, no, you're done. It's over and for you. he's disposed
1: of pretty quickly.
0: Right. He gets exposed. Exactly. Like the the spider-bots, like, inject something <laughs> into his neck. Acid or
1: something, right? It's
0: acid of some kind. And then, yeah. And then that's it. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Um. Meanwhile... Jackie, this is when we meet Kirstie Alley's character, Jackie. She's at the office uh, late at night. Um, and one of the basically like a, a glorified Roomba will not yes. allow her to leave. <laughs> will not allow her to leave the office. And keep shooting. It, it's are they. um, It's like tasing her, basically.
1: Yeah. Shocking right? her.
0: It's tasing her. And um, anyway, to back up, we also one of the things that we get to see is that, yes, uh, Tom Selleck is a single dad raising a son, Bobby, and he. I
1: love their relationship, by the way. Yeah, love they have their a great relationship. They're so, so cute. Feels That's so great. genuine. Tom is Selleck in, is so good. He's so, so good.
0: It's great. He's very understated. Like. Actor, you he's very good at what he does, and
1: he is. I, I really quickly want to throw out a movie if uh, if you've never seen it's called An Innocent Man. Yes. And, uh David rashy from um, um, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer and Secession. Yeah, he's one of the highlights of that show. By the oh, way, oh,
0: um, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, he's great in it, and, and An Innocent Man is great. If you've never seen it, uh F. Murray Abraham is also in that film. Excellent. If you like prison movies. Uh, kind of vigilant not not vigilante but like you know justice films right
0: so we have this really great relationship between him and his son but we also know that they have a house bot named lois lois and lois is basically okay so i don't know if you remember this i'm pretty sure you will but do you remember when mr wizard used to have a robot i do and the robot's name was hero yes okay so my dad had Hero also.
1: Oh,
0: we And Like, we had our own Hero. And Lois reminds me of Hero. Like, nice. But Lois does more than Hero did. Hero just would, like, would, like, would literally, like, move around and go, ready? Like that.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, though. I mean, I had 2XL. I still have 2XL. 2XL is an 8-track player that plays trivia to yes. the 70s. Yes. I still own it. My son loves that 2XL as well.
0: Fantastic. But it made me
1: think that Lois maybe was um, uh, influenced a little bit by um, the robot on the Jetsons, right there, their housekeeper oh, or whatever.
0: Uh, Rose, Rosie.
1: Rosie, yeah, I think that's Rose. what it is, right? Yeah, I think. I'm, mm-hmm. it's been a while since <laughs> I know, I've watched it. Have... But I just, I only bring up the Jetsons because uh, of, of really quickly Jerry Goldsmith, who does the music for this. Gore. Jerry Goldsmith, this who's Gore. one of the greatest composers of all the times. He's done Absolutely. like every Joe Dante movie. He there's a there's a doorbell ring or something in in uh Ramsey's house, and it's it's a it's an homage to the Jetsons, I guess.
0: Oh, I didn't oh, track that, but okay,
1: IMDb that's on there. So. <laughs> sorry, just had to throw that out.
0: So, so Lois basically like cooks dinner, cleans, and takes care of Bobby, and um, and so like. Ramsey comes home and asks Lewis, like, did Bobby eat? And she's like, yes, I made him hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. And he's like, I don't want you feeding him hot dogs. And he's like, Bobby will to... not eat anything else.
1: And then I see like the movie Remo Williams, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Chun is like, you know, he's reading the in- ingredients and he can't pronounce them. And Remo's like, you can't even say it. He goes, I can say rat droppings. Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> no. a cow is, parts.
0: He's in bed
1: on his tablet that they have not invented yet.
0: Exactly. He's on like a weird TV thing, like a. I little mean, he's tiny... a flat screen tablet. He's a flat screen. Basically... It is, yeah. Which hasn't hasn't happened yet. So, so cool. Mm, so they have like a really great moment, and then the next thing you know, Kirsiali is trapped by a roomba, basically. Um, and uh, a Roomba that shoots, that, that, that shoots out like tasers. So she's trapped in this, she's trapped in this poor, in this office and she can't get out of it. And so there's a closed circuit, tell it like, there's, there's, there's a way for them to look at her. And I can't remember if they're looking at her through the glass or if they're looking at her through like, like a, monitor. A, TV, a monitor. And this is where Tom Selleck becomes every man, eighties, 1984. Um. He's talking to, I guess, the security and yes. it's in front of Thompson. Paul... What say that again? It's in front of Thompson, which is another yes. thing where I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Like... played by
1: Michael Paul Chan, who's a who's a very legend. He's been in a, a ton of things. He played Data's father in Goonies, by the way, but he's he been- is
0: Data's dad. That's yes. what... Oh my God, that's funny.
1: Anyways. Um,
0: so so they're talking and Out of literally nowhere, Tom Selleck just goes. She's very attractive.
1: (laughs) Yes, check one, one strike. Then he gets a second strike later when he says to, uh, when when uh, Jackie is is taking all the bugs off, all the bugs off, to stop and stop what he's doing and take a look at her.
0: They rescue Jackie, who. If memory serves me correctly, is she in there trying to steal stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: The is templates. She- the Ramsey. templates.
0: She's trying to steal the templates. Uh, so she's trying to get out of there. And, uh, and he, you know, quote, rescues her. Um, and- it's really
1: funny, actually, because he, he does do these things where he says things that are acts inappropriately. But then he makes a buffoon out of himself, which I think was like the yes. the natural device in the eighties of like, yeah, but you know, he's kind of a goofy guy, so you gotta give him a pass. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like only slightly rapey.
1: Yes. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but see, he's he, he he trips over himself, so it's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Huh?
0: Thanks, cool. Mr. Allen. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Crichton, would you like to revise this? No,
0: it's great. It's brilliant. I already have
1: to chop out three other jokes that he made him.
0: Like Michael Crichton, yeah. by
1: the way. I don't think there's ever been. Has there ever been anybody quite like Michael Crichton, who's a, no. who's a best-selling uh, novelist? You know, Jurassic andromeda Park, strain. Andromeda strain. But he's also a filmmaker and writer, writer yep. and director and novelist. Like th- that is insane. This guy's brain. Uh huh. You know. I and, hope he's a whatever. Rest in peace. But rest you know, in
0: peace, buddy. Amazing, yeah. <laughs>
1: amazing. The fact that yeah, well, he did <laughs> so many good. Yeah, right. coma. Right? Is the one he did. Coma.
0: Yes. Oopie. Yes. I mean, and what's in what's even more interesting is that he did two bomb movies. Like he literally, Looker and Runaway are both just like. Bombs, I mean, yeah. they did not do well at the box office.
1: Yeah, but Michael Crichton's interesting. I don't think there's ever been anyone quite like
0: him. Yeah. So now we find out that there's going to be a big business deal down at the Ritz, and the Ritz is one of the sleaziest, most disgusting hotels I think I've ever seen in a movie.
1: It reminds me of the hotel in um, Handmaid's Tale, the television series where the generals go, and you're like, ooh. yeah. It's or don't really take a black light to that. Ugh. It's
0: really gross. And then we yep. get inside there, and we get some we get some side boob prostitute action, um, by this young woman who's basically covering herself and running out. Which is funny because this is a PG rated film. This is not car. Right? Yeah. You know. Nope. It is it's PG thirteen in
1: eighty four. So it was one of the first PG thirteen movies. Uh oh. PG thirteen got away with way too PG thirteen would lot. be what considered R is now. Yes,
0: it is. Absolutely. Yeah. One
1: of the one of the uh ladies is played by Anne Marie Martin, who's got a great line, by the way, uh later on where she calls what, a cop Wienerhead. Uh, head I yeah, thought was always great. really funny. Um she was in uh Sledgehammer a couple of years later.
0: Perfect. So great. The, the David the, the David rashi. Goes full circle. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm done.
0: He's great. You know what? He's great in a movie called Masters of Menace. If you've never seen that,
1: I don't think I have. I was just talking about Cobra, uh, and I, I how I was bummed. I wish he was in more of Cobra. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not seen Masters of Menace. Is that an '80s movie?
0: It's. I want to say it's. I want to say it's between '89 and '93. Okay. So it's sometime in that time, and it's about bikers. But it's like a comedy.
1: Or nineteen ninety. Yeah.
0: David and and David Rashi is is the lead biker, and then Barbara uh, Barbara Bach,
1: or Catherine is, Bach. Yeah.
0: Catherine Bach, excuse me, is his wife in the movie? And and
1: Lee Vang is in it. Yeah. So.
0: It's really like it was one of those ones where I saw it as you know a ten year old and was like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen you know what I mean but I could couldn't tell you how to find it these days. I mean, I'm
1: sure it's on Tubi.
0: I'm sure everything else is.
1: Oh yeah! Shout out, by the way,
0: to Tubi. People, we wish were our sponsors. Um,
1: (laughs) right. Come on, Tubi, get on this.
0: So during this whole scene, we get we get some smoke bombs, and Karen gets a basically a missile in her arm. Oof. and. There's no one that I would want to remove a heat-seeking missile from my arm other than Tom Sollard.
1: Like it, it's, it is the best scene in the movie. I
0: love that scene. I love it. It's it, so
1: emotional. Because she it's emotional.
0: It's suspenseful. Every time he goes to like, because you're, oh. you're seeing this like closed circuit TV where he's doing this surgery, basically. This is a surgery he's doing. And he's saying like, look, I'm going to do it. Close the room down. I will do it. You know, she trusts That's me. That's when he throws
1: out his swear. His son gets so upset with him that he throws out a swear. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's like, he's trying to tell, like, the cameraman and all the news people, you know, <clears throat> get out. And, uh, and of course, which earns him, the you know, the ire of, of G.W. Bailey, who's mad because he's just, you know, uh, an HR nightmare at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. Ramsey,
1: Ramsey, um, come on right I'm saying.
0: so he goes to remove this this missile from her arm and there are these suspenseful moments where like he almost has the missile and then something happens and the missile like pops back in yeah
1: cuz you see you see it on a on an x-ray monitor of yes. of her bone basically and him with these tweezers so imagine he's sticking Ugh. tweezers into the hole in her arm that the missile's created and he's pulling the missile out and yeah, like let's go it 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 gets dislodged from the tweezers and you see it go back in again and she is wincing clearly and wincing in pain like apparently uh you know they had to film with an extra because she was hyperventilating so much.
0: Yeah, oh. like that's like true. <laughs> the acting in that scene is very good because you've got it's, like
1: oh god.
0: She's sweating. She's if in so much pain. You've ever had a
1: splinter and you think that's hard. Try right. having a missile in your a arm. A missile
0: and then missile he, bullet and he's trying to like, and he's trying to talk to her and keep her calm while all this is going on. So yeah. you're just super fully invested, fully invested in this scene, Really? Yeah. Like you're just right there. Yeah. And the dialogue finally, back
1: and forth is so authentic and real. So
0: good. And then he gets, he finally gets it out, puts, he throws it into some sort of the bar behind her, whatever. Yeah. Behind yeah. the right behind the bar. And it, and, um, she doesn't lose lose her arm, thank God, no. you know? <clears throat> and so then and we, we have this scene that I think they could have done without. Like, I really believe they could have just cut this whole sequence out, and I'm not sure why they wanted to leave it in, but where they talk to Tom Selleck, and they're like, you should talk to one of our psychics. And we're yeah, like, Yeah, it's what? a weird
1: moment. It's kind of cool in a way, because I'm like, I'm big into psychics. Uh, I like how in Ted Lasso, the the current season, uh, the the owner visits a psychic. It's a really funny moment. Oh, I
0: know. Uh, it's a
1: really sweet. Oh gosh, I, I love know. that show so much. I, I think, know. I cry thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's an interesting. It, 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 he the bullet because they're able to get one bullet that has not been charged and lot like it was sitting on the counter in the in the hotel room. Right. And uh, and the psychic holds the bullet and she can see things. It is an interesting moment. You could have cut this you could have cut ten minutes out of this movie by shooting right. that scene out and in another one. But uh yeah, it's an odd moment. It's an odd moment for sure.
0: Yeah. So this is the the um basically the study of being able to pick up an object and know its history is called psychometry. And oh, the only cool. reason I know that, no, I know right Aaron's so smart. No. Uh, we so just smart. did it on death it's in death spa. It's in death spa when Oh yeah. He goes and she and he goes. He goes. I. This is psychometry.
1: I. Because we talked about death spa, obviously, on he podcasting after dark as well. So yeah, that that tracks. Yeah, that makes. Oh sense.
0: He's like, I, I am love a that. Psychometrist.
1: Movie so <laughs> You're a psychologist. No, I'm a psychometrist. Psychometrist. You're a no, I'm a psychologist. I mean, psychometrist. I've You're heard a
0: lot of comment? people on other podcasts who are talking about death spa go. That's not a thing. And I looked it up. It is a thing. Now it has not necessarily been proven, but it is a thing. Like people do have degrees in this and they do yeah. this very much, but it just doesn't right. have any scientific proof to back it up. That's all.
1: What do we what do we say to kids it's like they're gonna have the jobs that have not been invented yet? So uh huh. You know, come on.
0: Yeah. Psychometry. I'm a
1: Yeah. I'm Psych- a
0: psychometrist. Psychometry is much like cool sculpting. It's like is Isn't it really me? a bang? Like what you?
1: Did you say pool sculpting? Cool sculpting. Do you guys oh, have that sculpting. in LA? I think we do.
0: Oh my god. See, I think you guys have actual plastic surgery in Los Angeles and don't have to worry about this bullshit that Florida has made up, but
1: we do, we do. We
0: have this thing called cool sculpting where people pay insane amounts of money to have fat frozen quote. Yes. Um, off of their body, but it's not really a thing. It's more like a compression, so it makes their body think that they're thinner.
1: It's a scam, yeah. yeah it's really a, a scam. You know, it's not a scam. They are frownies. I wear frownies. They're little pieces of. Uh, they're like basically tape you wear on your face at night, and it kind of uh, reduces the wrinkles in your face to help I with your wrinkles.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's yeah, honest. that sounds like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, mommy dearest, Faye Dunaway. Uh um um Joan Crawford used to tape her face before going to sleep. That's what this is. a yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah, it's
1: a thing. Yeah. Frownies. Get them on Amazon.
0: Frownies, Frownies. on Amazon. Um our newest so, sponsor, Frownies. <laughs> your new sponsor. So, getting away from all of that, then yes, we are treated to Kirstie Alley being debugged, which is basically yeah. an excuse for Kirstie Alley to strip down to her bra and panties and then Topless, but she's turned around. Um,
1: I would have, I would have made that scene. I would have cut that out.
0: Uh, trunk, oh yeah, just because no. it's basically just her being like scanned from head to toe, and them finding out that she has like tons of bugs on her everywhere. Yeah. she has, she's bugged everywhere. Basically, she's got um, bed
1: bugs all over.
0: Her. Just, got, it's so weird when they find them. They're like in her shoe, in her bra. <laughs>
1: But you can't feel those. They're like in these long, hair. fishing
0: share <laughs> And it's like somebody wants to keep tabs on you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Where were
1: you? You were out, weren't you? No. I, the bugs tell me different. The bugs tell me different. Okay.
0: So Jackie agrees to basically be the bait and agrees to accompany them in a car uh, to go to a restaurant, and I. I really wish I could find this restaurant in Vancouver, in Vancouver. dude. Uh, well, they filmed, um, I,
1: I I think, I'm, I'm not sh- totally sure, but I think they used that same set again in Shoot to Kill because I think they filmed Shoot to Kill in, in Vancouver as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, cause it's cool. It's like I it, wanted it,
1: sushi. They got sushi right beforehand. I was like, I want sushi.
0: They had robots that were making sushi. Okay, they had yeah. robotic sushi, which and, they think
1: they have in Japan, by the way.
0: And there's like this. It looks like a restaurant, and it's huge, and it's outdoors, and there's a fountain.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that one is in in Shoot to Kill. Pretty sure.
0: Really, really cool. So they're traveling to meet up with Luther. Uh, so they can make this, quote, exchange. And they, they're being menaced by a pack of Roombas that are basically going through traffic to try and get to Jackie because Jackie has the templates in her purse. And the robots know. Because there's
1: a bug in her purse, Because there's a
0: bug in her purse. And finally, Jackie throws her purse out the window. <laughs> Actually, yeah, She's like, hold on a second, like, hold on. Yeah. Tom Selleck is like straddling two cars yes. and then like he gets into the car and throws her purse out the window and it just explodes. It, it basically like short circuits the the um the Roombas and the Roombas go away
1: because she's a pathological liar. He gives yes. her so many opportunities. He's like, do you have any more bugs on you? No. no. And then He's like, well, how about this? Oh, OK. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. And that's then she it. has another one. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. There's no more. I swear. Uh-huh. And there's more. There's yeah. always more with her. It's a little more. you're like, come on, you're about to die. And she's a she psycho. She keeps pulling
0: <laughs> bugs out of places. She's psycho. She has a, a psycho who's attracted to a psycho. So I mean, you yeah. know, we're we're not we're not we're not playing with like a full deck here. Um so my
1: son who's sitting nearby just went, psycho killer, qu'est-ce
0: que say one of my favorite songs. Um, so they get to this, they, they get to this restaurant where all these people are like eating and dining and, uh, somehow Luther has absconded with Thompson. Like he's taken her hostage. And so he tells, yeah. yeah. So he basically tells Tom Selleck, he's like, okay, let's exchange the women. You know, you send your girl, I'll send mine. Right.
1: This is what we do. It's actually so tense. It is the music a very is tense. It's great scene. in this moment. Oh my God. It's like ding ding, ding. ding. It's right? so good and then the music. The
0: right. You got that Jerry Goldsmith like synth score going on. Which he'd
1: never done up nope. until this point.
0: Never done it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they release their hostages, and um, and and uh Kirsty Alley is ends up in, you know, Gene Simmons' arms, and Gene Simmons stabs her in the head in the neck in, in the, the back head. in the back of the head the soft, part, is
1: the soft part one of
0: those scenes that I remember seeing it as a kid and being just horrified that like she just walks and he hugs her and then stab and then throws her into what's great is he throws her into the fountain and not a single diner looks up
1: yep it's that kind. that's a restaurant you don't want to go to
0: yeah, exactly. Everyone's like.
1: Or maybe you do. The food is so good. You're right. like. Him.
0: That damn good sushi.
1: The food is so good. you could A dead body could flow right by you and you wouldn't even notice.
0: Yeah. That is it. Uh, So let's see. So Ramsey goes back to his house and finds out that Lois has been uh, dismantled, uh, oh, basically. Goodness. I know it's very sad. and And then she tells him that the bad man took Bobby right yeah. so
1: they've got it do it, she's an inanimate object but you feel you feel for her
0: i know well yeah because he he really messed her up you
1: know you know it's so weird i was telling my son the other day I, when i was a kid and i would do the dishes i would feel bad if the silverware did not have a partner when i was putting them in the silverware thing oh, so i had to make sure they had a buddy with them
0: that's so and my sweet.
1: wife's like that's kind of weird i go No, they always I always had to have buddies with all my. things.
0: I think that's really sweet. No, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful I think that's why you're a beautiful soul who I trust implicitly and I don't trust many men. So that should tell you something.
1: I I have a I have a membership card that you gave me. Yes, (laughs) it's made for one. (laughs) No, two. And says dot, dot, dot. And sometimes two or three. And sometimes. Sometimes.
0: sometimes.
1: sometimes. Appreciate that. Thank you.
0: So Lois has been, Lois is dead, basically. Bobby has yeah. been, uh, Bobby has been kidnapped and taken to oh. a construction site. The construction site from the very beginning of the movie because we know that Ramsey is deathly afraid of heights. So this is the perfect place for Gene Simmons to take his kid. Yep. And Gene Simmons basically says, you know, I've put your son on this elevator. The elevator's going to go down. The first person who steps off that elevator, these crazy, spider-bot acid things, are designed to attack the very first person who comes off that elevator. So it's all up.
1: Off. Oh, it's so scary.
0: So you've got this like really suspenseful stuff, right, where he's, you know, he's trying to figure out how he's going to do this because he's terrified of heights and he's got to get up there. And I mean, it's this whole thing. And then there are like acid spiders burning him at the same time. His face is all messed up.
1: (laughs) I I broil. I make uh, I make uh, tuna melts for my son for lunch every day. And, I you know, I put the cheese on the pretzel. I put it on a pretzel bun. It's really good. And I put the okay. pretzel bun in the broiler, right? And mm-hmm. I broil the the aged white cheddar. And sometimes it'll get a little burnt, a little toasted. And it looked like Ramsey's face, face. <laughs> when he gets shot with the, with the acid spike. You're like, "Oh, is that going to blister and just fall off?
0: Yeah. His ooh, face it looks, will it is, it is rough, man. It's it just going to fall
1: off. Ooh. It is
0: very rough in this PG-esque 13 type movie that we're watching. It's like, ooh. You know, um. so then then Thompson shows up and she she's basically like what's funny about this scene is that if you did not know that Cynthia Rhodes had a dancer background, you would not you you'd be very surprised to see her beautiful legs, her sculpted, insane dancers legs that come on. Um, and she actually climbs on top of the elevator to rescue Bobby. Yeah, because the the
1: elevator's coming down. They can't stop it. Bobby, right. the button's not working. The button's
0: not working. Yeah, the button. <laughs> what? Did you, good what thing did? is
1: See, this is the thing. His kid is cool. Bobby is cool. He's like he yells down to Bobby. Bobby hears him. They respond to each other. They. Yep. Bobby's a cool kid. Like I looked at that as a kid. I'm like. I projected so much, and now watching it as an adult, a dad with a son, and and, and I'm just like, "That's yeah. my son," and I'm like, "I'm the guy, and we're on this mission together."
0: It's That's so awesome. awesome! I got choked up. Oh my goodness! Anything for my son. Anything. It's so cool, and then and then he gets rescued, and Gene Simmons is a uh, Gene Simmons is 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 basically the first person to come off the elevator, and. His robots are designed to kill the first person who comes off the elevator, and boom, they attack Gene Simmons, they kiss under a shower of sparks. And the end.
1: <laughs> what what's wild about that is, well, two things. One, the jump scare that Gene Simmons has at the end freaked yep. me out as a kid, right? The
0: final. Um, yeah.
1: The, yeah, and, and then. Yeah, Ramsey's face is gonna to fall off.
0: Oh God!
1: And because he's got this, you know, aged cheddar cheese burnt on his face, uh, and yeah, there's sparks flying everywhere. That's gotta hurt. Uh-huh. Sparks hurt.
0: Right. It's like how? Like, you know, but and he's but, like, but, like, but let's the, kiss yeah. under the sparks. Like, no. I would
1: have, you know, if they made this movie now, she would have not. They would not have done that.
0: And they kiss. The entirety of the credit rolls.
1: Yeah, no freeze frame. No freeze no frame. No freeze
0: frame, guys. This is the full on, like, I'm going to make out with this person for the entirety of these credits. Mm-hmm. A and awkward. And this Jerry Goldsmith score.
1: A little awkward.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, okay. Obviously, you have lots to share as far as where people can find you. So, shout out your own show, sir. If you can
1: search me out on on my personal Instagram as as well, Zach Schaefer, Z-A-K-S-H-A-F-F-E-R. A A lot of put a lot of fun stuff on there. Uh it's all kid related because I have a kid and I love him. And uh but then two dollars podcasting after dark are my, my other projects that I love so much.
0: Very, very cool. And as usual, you can find Manic Movie Monday podcast on Instagram as well as Facebook. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Zach, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
1: It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be on your show, buddy.
0: Yay! And as usual, guys, stay manic.